It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts from so you don't miss a single episode. Hello and welcome to the Football Digest podcast. It's the Women's Football Show. We're back. We're back after a few months break after the Arnold Clark Cup. (laughs) We are just days away from the biggest women's FA Cup final in history. Um, how are you both feeling, Louise? You're our Manchester writer. United are there. How are you feeling for it? I'm absolutely buzzing for it. I'm so happy for them as well that it's their first one and you can just feel the energy when I was at the game on Sunday. They're just ready for it and vibing and I'm just, I'm on the wave. We're on the, we're on the vibe wave. I love it. Um, Jack, this is not Chelsea's first rodeo, is it? Um <laughs> How do you think Emma Hayes is going to be preparing her team? Because it has been quite rocky, obviously, knocking, being knocked out of the Champions League. How do you think they're feeling? How are you feeling for Chelsea as well at the minute? Yeah, I think uh, overall, Laura, I'd be, I, if I was Emma Hayes, I'd, I'd still be pretty pretty happy with the way the team has been played the last few weeks. I mean, there was a, yeah, there was a, there'll obviously be a, a massive sort of emotion taken out of them. But with that Barcelona defeat, it was you know it was such a a brave effort over over two legs against against the best team in the world, and they they came up so you know incredibly narrow margins deciding that tie. Uh, but they've reacted well. They've got a couple of wins in the league, albeit not playing. Not not I still don't think hitting top gear. Not not playing their best. But to be honest, that that's what that's why I think predicting this this game. I know we can come on to this later, but I think that's why it's such a tough one to call because you still feel as if Chelsea have got a, a big performance in them before the end of the season. I just don't know when that's going to come. Uh, it's it's hard to call. I know it's, it sounds odd considering they just hit seven past Everton on Sunday uh, last week. But by Emma Hayes' own admission in the in the post-match uh, media interviews, she said that, that it wasn't our, you know, they were pretty poor for the first 20 minutes, which I think a lot of people agreed with. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, I'm, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd still be pretty confident their record against United is very good. Um, but this is a one-off game. It's a showpiece final, the the biggest women's FA Cup final in history by a long way. So you know, every, <laughs> those United players are going to be absolutely desperate to to finally get one over on Chelsea. Um, and yeah, it's just all set up for a perfect day, isn't it? I, I can't wait. I think it is. I mean, just quickly, briefly. Looking at the league at the moment, um, just moving slightly away from from the FA Cup final, Chelsea are the chasers. 
with the title because they've got games in hand over United. United are top of the table, but Chelsea have got the games in hand because of the Champions League. And a lot of the games that we're seeing, they're not really going full throttle. I mean, look at their bench and it's absolutely insane. And they really are chasing United. Louise, just looking at the league, do you think United can hold on to that? Or do you think Skinner is looking over his shoulder thinking, they're right behind me? <laughs> Honestly, like after post-match, he gets asked this all the time. Like Every time I'm with that bloke, or it's the same question. What do you think about Chelsea? How are you playing about Chelsea? And honestly, if you like stood in front of him post-match on Sunday and he was like, they'll catch me if they catch me. Like, I, I'm not bothered. He said, I've preoccupied myself before. I'm not doing it again. It didn't work. And I remember it was this time last year, actually, and I I was watching Emma Hayes's, it was an interview on TV, and she was saying, she was basically in the position Man United were, and there was, I can't remember, I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. but um. She was like, it's better having the points in the bag and it's better seeing like sitting there because it puts pressure on the person with the games in hand to go, right, we need the three points. Need. So there's, so she actually prefers being, as she said, last year, she prefers being where Man United are right now. And I think I, I like that sort of now she's got a chase and I want to see what she's made of. So I don't think Skinner's scared. I don't think... I don't even think his players are. If you ask him, like I was talking to, I had an interview with Nikita Paris the other day and I said, how do you prepare for a team like Chelsea that are winning ugly at the minute, I call it. They're, they're not their best, which you, you've just said, Jack. Like how they put seven, I said, I'll level that, you know. But, it, you know, they're doing it ugly, but there's still these moments of magic. And uh, she's like, they're impossible. They're, they're just... They're not impossible, but that she went, it's so hard to figure out what they're going to do. She went, they couldn't do anything. It's like a game of chess. And we just got to hope, I've got to hope Mark Skinner's better at chess on the day than Emma Hayes is. But yeah, I think, I think they're honestly, they're thriving. They really deserve it, all their hard work. When you do look at him post-match, he is so chilled out. The most chilled out guy I think I have ever met. <laughs> He's literally horizontal in those post-match interviews. And I think actually that, I mean, Emma Hayes is, you know, she's a veteran of this. She knows what she's doing in an FA Cup final. So I think it's a very good example, actually, having these two managers kind of going head to head. Emma, who's very, very experienced, and, and Mark, who isn't stressing. He's so chill about it. I think it actually comes to a good head to head. Um. Now, we're expecting, hopefully, 90,000 on Sunday. We know that it's a sellout, but we don't know how many tickets have actually been sold. But we're hoping for 90,000. It's going to be something really, really special. Obviously, Chelsea have been there before. Won't be as many spectators as there will be on Sunday. United, some of the players, obviously, are used to the Lionesses games and having that crowd. Louise, I'm just going to quickly come back to you before I go back to Jack. Do you think some of the, I guess, the younger United players, do you think that that crowd could intimidate them? Because I think with some teams you can, compared to what they used to, I mean, the United fan base is absolutely immense. They're insane. But this is a whole another kettle of fish, isn't it, to play in front of a sold-out Wembley? How do you think they're going to take it? I actually... I just- 
again, I'll, I'll take it back. I sat down with um, the key to Paris. I sat down with the mayor of Tissier and I asked them this question from an experienced player in the key to Paris, you know, such a, a vast CV as well and, and played in front of big crowds. How do you help the younger players like Mayor Tissier? And she, Mayor was like, oh, it's my first ever FA Cup final like, in front of a crowd like that. I was like, how do you control it? And how do the older players help? And she went, I've just got to do what I do and control what I control. And getting that vibe from the Man U players, they are, I mean, she's the youngest player on the pitch and she's like well behind her years. So I just think they're just so mature where it's, you know what, th- this is part and parcel of football now. You're going to get noticed on the street. You're going to get a lot of social media followers, a lot of backlash. And they're dealing with it. And they're, I, I think they're just such a close unit. Um, and it's the, the older ones are just looking after the younger ones going, it's okay, don't worry, it's the occasion, it's this, you know, learn from this, watch this. And I just think, Honestly, just putting together, Jack, how tough a job is that going to be for United? Because let's face it, Sam Kerr and then put on Lauren James as well, who is actually one of the other quieter ones that that I've noticed, but does all of her talking on the pitch. How do you think Chelsea's going to react in in a similar way? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not going to, Louise is right, it's not going to be the easiest thing to, to do is stop Sam Kerr. And it's something United have, haven't been able to do over the last two seasons. Um, I, I, I mean, she did go off last uh, in the in the 7-0 win against Everton. Emma Hayes has obviously played that down um, and we are recording this before Chelsea play Leicester. So presuming she comes through this Leicester game all right, as we expect, then then yeah, if she's, if she's at 100% fit or even just, you know, anywhere above 80% fit, she's, she's going to be a massive danger to, to that United backline. I do feel like she has been playing slightly, perhaps slightly through the pain barrier a little bit over the last couple of months. There was a lot of concerns. Um, she, she was asked a lot of questions about the Australian media after Australia won against England at, at, at Brentford uh, last month. And I, I, I watched her closely during the win against Liverpool where she did turn up and score a winner with five minutes to go. So you, you can't exactly say it. She, she had a poor game. She was, she was the difference maker once again, as she has been so many times this season. But I, d- I do think a, a movement was a little bit more restricted. Um, she is sort of like just playing very much within the within the eighteen yard box. Not you know not as willing to go out and, and pull wide as she has been in pre- in previous uh, previous months. Uh, and against I mean, it, but then against United in the league game, the last when these two met in the league only a couple of months ago, one ball over the top, Lauren James, Sam Kerr in behind. You, you switch off. United were played really well that day. They switched off for all of. 30 seconds out of a out of you know a, a 97 minute game and and that was it that was the difference um so <laughs> I, I mean I, I think I like the position man United are coming from I don't think there's as much pressure on them this is their first major final like like Louise alluded to like Mark Skinner is so relaxed and he, he I, I think he is a, a genuine when he says like they, they they've done all they can this season if they were they win their last two league games, and don't win the league and and lose narrowly on Sunday. You can't turn around and say it's been a bad season for them because no no one expected this at the start of the year for from Manchester United. Um, and you know Sam Kerr is a great player, but for me, my Letizia has been as good as any centre back, possibly other than the Millie Bright in in the WSL this season. Um, over over a whole sort of from from September onwards, so. 
if anyone's gonna got a chance against her, I would hope that the, the United back four is a strong back four, and that that they they might they might just might be able to keep her quiet this time on Sunday, particularly if she's not at full fitness. I've noticed as well, Sam Kerr has been caught offside a lot lately. She's caught outside track, and I was wondering whether that was a fitness thing, whether that was we're starting to learn how Sam Kerr moves or whatever. And it feels weird not saying her full name, isn't it? She's been caught offside a lot, and I was wondering, like, oh, like having such a close unit back four that we've got. Stepping up, keeping her offside is going to be easy. Oh, oh, you've said the word. Now you've alluded that, you know, she may have been played through pain for the past couple of months. Maybe that. I just think, you know, I don't know, at King's Meadow, those that have been will know that in the in the media centre there, you get a great view of the pitch. You're, you know, your eye line with the pitch, they're, they're really up close. And I just, just watching her for like 10 minutes against, uh, yeah, in the, in the game against Liverpool, she, she just... Yeah, she just didn't didn't like seem to come deep and come short as much. She was kind of waiting for something to happen. And it paid off eventually because, like I say, five minutes to go, there's a loose ball in the box. Who's there? Who's there to win the game? It's obviously going to be her. But I, I, if I was, you know, Letitia, I, I would. You're not going to get her on a better day than potentially this week. Um, like I say, let's let's see how she comes through the the game against Leicester. But but. There is hope. She can't. Can, she, this run's got of scoring against Manchester United has got to stop at some point. And I just think Mark Skinner will obviously be be desperate that it that it stops this this Sunday. I mean, we'll have a brief talk about um, just the the route to the final and and the form. I mean, United have gone on. They are in exceptional form at the moment. They are the ones to beat. Chelsea do look. I mean, the running of games that they've had. It is tiresome for them and it says to me that, you know, especially Arsenal at the weekend, um, bank holiday last week, the many bank holidays that we've got this month um, against Wolfsburg and, and missing out because they looked so tired. Chelsea have had a very similar route. Do you think that that's where United may have the advantage, Louise, in, in they've not had as many, obviously they've not they've not had as many games, but their recent form what do you think could that give them the edge do you think yeah I, I 100% I think he, he's got players that are resting that are that that can stay at that level rather than be pummeled every every couple of days I think it was mad it was she's how many games that Hayes got in like 27 days it was like something ridiculous I remember being on TV and they were like it's ridiculous for her and I'm like why why is that happening then so but so yeah, I think that will give United the edge as well, and um, and it's not just, you're not just relying on one player as well at United. I think that's really important to note because we've got a lot of a lot of goal scorers, and every week, pretty much every week, um, there's a number of different goal scorers. I think in the last one, there was two, was like the FA Cup game against Sunderland where Nikita Paris scored twice to put them through, but everything else has had at least three two or three different goal scorers. So the threat is real. And I don't know if Chelsea know, they might do, the Hayes might, but how they're going to deal with that because there's threats from everywhere. It's not just, if they're coming from the five backers like Katie Zam with set pieces, I mean, or it's, unless Russo's getting in or Lee Golden's getting in, like they're all having chance. Ona Baje is setting them all up. So it's coming from everywhere. Whereas there's a lot, a lot, a lot of talent in Chelsea. Of course there is, but, you do hold, hold your opinion hopes, I think, a lot on Sam Kerr, perhaps a lot on Lauren James to create and uh, go right into create. So if you 
if you try and cap them off and you maybe single out Sankar or you try and, do you know what I mean? Like if you take one of the threat that then if you take Sankar out, they've got no one to hit as per se. Um, whereas with United, they're all fresh. They're all gunning. They all want a game. They all want a starting position. You've got starting on the right, uh, right wing. He hasn't got a solid right wing start player there. So they're constantly fighting. So they're getting better and better each time. You know, Lucia Garcia, um, Moth Thomas gets in there. Nikita Paris gets in there. So you've got three quality international players that are fighting for us. And they, they're hungry. You talk to them, they're just like, we want to play. We want to do it. So they're not tired. They're not backing down. And they're, they're, they're all ready for Chelsea. So hopefully I'll give them the edge. And yeah, I think, I think it will. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Martha Thomas has had a great last few games when when she's been on. I've been really, really impressed by her. Massively. She she's essentially, in in my eyes, I might be wrong, she's one of those super subs for me. Massively. I genuinely think she can change the entire game when she comes on. And she's brilliant to watch as well. She's exciting to watch. Do you who do you think out of the three of those that Skinner will start? Need to Paris. I think the experienced head, um, the calmness, the and she's scoring goals. She's performing well, and she's causing problems. And she caused problems for Chelsea last time out with the was or was not penalty call. Going to leave it there, Jack. Yeah, I think I think she'll start there. She's she's done really well. She's had a good few starts now, and and yeah, she's she deserves it in my eyes. Do you think the pressure's on for Maria because she's never had a clean sheet against Chelsea, and obviously she is she is our number one. Um, but I will be honest. I feel like I've seen a couple more wobbles from, from Mary Earps in the last last few games that I've seen United play. And with this added pressure, do you think? I mean, we all know kind of Mary's Mary's game set, and she's so hard on herself. It's ridiculous. What? How do you think she's going to go into this? Uh, honestly, having spoke to her. And you have that vibe of, like, she she's on a different planet. As in, he's just like, she's really hard on herself, but she's so freaking like, I can't save everything. I want to, I will, and I'll grill myself and I'll get better. Um, and yeah, the, the, she hasn't had a clean sheet against Chelsea. And she did have a couple of goals at the weekend. I think she got beat twice. But Meditissio is there. Boom. Um, I think Mini Turner is also there. Um, it's... It's a team thing. That's why she's the last line of defence. The ball shouldn't get to her, in my opinion. You know, you've got 10 players ahead of her. The ball shouldn't get to her. But then she's so like, she's just so switched on that in in that in their last game against Tottenham, so in the second half, she barely saw the ball at all. A uh, few wobbles in the first half, water off the duck's back. Second half, she pulled out two double saves because the defence was just a bit all over the shot. And... 
bang, bang, like from close range, save them, parry it off, no big deal, marry up, see you later. Even if that, that little bit of magic happens, it, it rolls the whole team up and then that was it. They, they didn't get another look in. I think she almost needed those double saves to to give her that boost again because she had had a few wobbles. But then even Skinner said post-match, those double saves are just classic, classic Mary. Like they're, they're just her. Like that's, that is her straight away. Close range. Fantastic. Um, we will go on to Chelsea. Jack, who do you think will be, because the starting lineup for Chelsea seems to change more times than anything. Um, how do you think they're going to line up on Sunday? Do you think James will be sat on the bench? Because whenever James is on the bench, people seem to just run riot. Like they, <laughs> they go hard on Emma Hayes. Um, but again, she can, she's another one of those that can come on and completely change the game. Do you think she'll start on the bench this Sunday? I have a feeling she might start on the bench um, purely because, I mean, let's look at the games where, the, the, there aren't many games to be fair, where Chelsea haven't had much of the ball. Um, but Barcelona, the two legs was obviously a, a, a huge example of that. They're probably, they're probably I, I don't know the exact stats, but they probably had fewer touches than they have in any game this season, I would imagine, certainly the games I've watched. Um, and, you know, I keep referring to it, but this game at Kings Meadow in the league two months ago, United completely dominated the ball. Um, they, you know, I think it was 68% possession, but they. I remember looking at after the game thinking, God, I'm surprised that wasn't more because they were just, the last half an hour, Chelsea didn't really get out of their own half. Now, in these situations... I don't think Emma Hayes really still trusts Lauren James to do the disciplined defensive side of that game. She she definitely won't have a wide on the left uh, for this one because, I mean, we've talked before about Ona Batch's ability going forward and, you know, I think top assists uh, leader at, at United this season. She, there's no way Lauren James is going to be matched up against her from the off. Could start on the right and and, and maybe that's what, Emma will do, but but I would suspect that Chelsea might just be a bit, a little bit more wary of United's ability on the ball, wanting to get Ella Toon in those in those pockets of space, and and I, I would expect Chelsea to flood the midfield with with Aaron Cuthbert, possibly Jesse Fleming. I mean, they pl- they played Mel Mel Loopholes, uh in the the league game at Kings Meadow, and it was it was probably one of her poorer games this season. She didn't she wasn't really able to affect the play and and, and get on the ball. So, yeah, I think I think we could see a more defensive setup from Chelsea, perhaps similar to what we saw them play against Barcelona recently with the 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 deep line back five, the wing backs, and 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 Guru right hand sort of supporting Sam Kerr uh, as and when she could. Um, but th- this is the thing. I mean, we t- we touched on it there, but United have been able to name a very similar starting eleven week in week out. It will give them that consistency that. The way I see them, if Manchester United are going to win this game on Sunday, their best chance, I think, is a fast start and getting at them in the first 20 minutes. That That's the one thing. You can have the best... Yeah, we all know about how good Chelsea's bench is. They've got 20 players and all of it. You know, they're, they're all top internationals pretty much. It's a world-class squad. But I don't care how good your squad is. If you're rotating and switching every game, there's always you're always struggling for that fluency, that first five minutes of just picking up your jobs. You know, who, who am I picking up? Just little things like popping the ball off and getting a feel for it in the early stages. I, I think that's where, particularly in front of 90,000 at Wembley, 
not that these Chelsea players aren't experienced, but if if there's a lot of United fans in, we know that they, they always make their presence known. That the, the United fans that travel, um, I think that's how Man United could get at them on on, on Sunday. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd eat. listen, I'm not going to try and second guess Emma Hayes because that's a dangerous dangerous job, as we all know. Um, she, she 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 will never give anything away about her team before uh, before match day, but. Yeah, if if I had to put money on it now, I, I think Lauren James might be used from the bench. Uh, but then again, if it's yeah, if it's nil nil, fifteen minutes to play, she's not a bad player to be coming off the bench, is she? You know, the absolute cheat code that she is, r- running at running at defenders, you know, using her physicality. Uh, yeah, that that could be a, a it, it could so it could work both ways. But I think either way, whatever setup Chelsea go for, it'll be it'll be interesting if United start fast. I think that's their best route to success. I think there's definitely going to be um, for both teams a bit of an air of, of that that twelfth that twelfth player with the fans. Both fan bases are immense. They're probably two of the loudest fan groups in the league. I think just from from seeing them in person. Um, how much do you think comparing them, seeing as they're both such big fan bases do you think that so I think some of the time as much as you say that you really need your support behind you do you think that Louise United could edge it with with their fans no you can you can hear it like you can feel it even when you just like sat there in the media bit you're like oh my god like you can feel it so I was listening to another podcast. Uh, it was early in the year, and it was the Liverpool goalkeeper was saying she was playing in front of the the home fans from United, so United's home fans. And she went, "It was terrifying." She went, "It was the worst ninety minutes of my life because it was just constant heckle, 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 heckle." And she went, "And we had no chance. I just lost all, all everything." So I'm like, "They, they are that brutal." And then when you look at the game against Aston Villa the other day. Um, and it was like that last ninety-fifth minute goal that is from um, Turner. So, but even Mark Skinner then goes, "That was the fans. We just right because they were there and they were going. You know, we believe that you can do it." And they kept cheering and cheering, and that gives you something when you, if you're if you're on the pitch and you're looking left and right and you can't find that that magic, but someone else believes in you who are there and they're all shouting in their thousands. It's going to do something. I don't care who you are. You would get up and do it. Like, do you know what I mean? You jump higher than you ever jump because someone's believing in you. And, and uh, I really think Man United have that. I'm biased. Yeah, maybe. But I think Man United do have that that better, better uh, fan base. Well, I think that's a firm yes for the United fan base. They are very loud. I went to, to Lee um, about four, four, six weeks ago. It was, it was when they played Brighton. And my goodness, I don't think I've ever heard a fan base like it. For how small the stadium is, so to speak, immense, absolutely immense. I think they'll definitely help take take United through. Okay, we're coming up to the end. So I just kind of want to go through the last few minutes. So obviously 90,000 fans, hopefully, if they sold all of those tickets. Where do we think that is going to go for the game? Because there's, this season has been full of record breakers. It's been history making. It's been a huge season. I probably go as far to say it's probably the biggest WSL season that we've ever seen. Do we think that this could be a regular thing year in, year out now? 
for, I mean, we saw the Conte Cup at Crystal Palace. Do we think that that could go to Wembley as well? Um, Jack, what do you think for next season? I would hope, Louise, definitely, uh, Laura, sorry, that this is a, a, a thing, a sign of things to come. I think that this is the third time now in the last 10 months that Wembley's been sold out for a women's game. But I think to put some context around that, I think the Lionesses we know now that's well on their way. The Lionesses selling out Wembley, we almost will come to expect it. The, the reason why I think Sunday is so important is this is a domestic game. This is this is two sides going for the double, and it's you can't you can't miss this game. Like it's an absolute showpiece event. That whether I, I would hope that it would become a regular thing. I know there's been some issues about Mark Skinner's called it. You know, question the ticket allocation, the way that process was done. Um, but either way, I think the, the main thing is 90,000 people will be in Wembley for a Women's FA Cup final. And that is something that, you know, I can I can still remember. I think the first Women's Cup final I watched would have been mid-noughties, Arsenal, um, Leeds, I think, and, and and possibly at the city ground with like a couple of thousand people in at best. But that was back when that was the only women's game shown on, pretty much shown on television throughout the year. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot's changed since then. It's now a professional game. It was an amateur game back then. But I I do think this is the sign of things to come. In terms of the Conti Cup going to Wembley full-time, I think that would perhaps, that would be maybe slightly tougher in terms of scheduling. But but again, if there's two sides, you know, if it's, if it's the, the clubs with the a fan base the size of Manchester United and Chelsea, then, you know, Wembley's always going to be an option. And I think regardless of who... Who, who's in the final next year, hopefully we see a similar thing. And, it, it you know, it's it's the same in the men's game. It's, a, it's the FA Cup final sellout. Whoever's there, why should it not be the same in the women's? I, I certainly think this, this the Euros was something, you know, the Euro final will always have that. And we can always rely on if England are involved in a major game, you know, Wembley will sell out. But I think this is, a, this is perhaps more of a landmark, more of a step forward um, on Sunday. And it's, you know, it's, 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 we should really savour it because when's the next, we don't know. It's a very rare that this situation, this situation occurs. Two sides going for the double, both, you know, can still win the league after. It, it, it's such a moment, potential momentum shifter. You just, you can't, you can't not be excited about this game. Um, so, so yeah, hopefully Sunday will be a huge success. And I, I think, yeah, I think it will be the first of many FA Cup finals to sell out. That's so beautifully put. <laughs> That, that was really well put. <laughs> right. We are going to end with the all-important score predictions, possibly the tightest score predictions that we could ever predict um, with this one, like Jack has so eloquently just put there. Um, Louise, I'm going to start with you. Um, I have a feeling you're going to go for a United win, but prove me wrong if so. I'd love to prove you wrong, but I can't. Uh, I think you know it'll edit it. It'll be a two-one deal, last minute, last minute winner. We like a last minute winner on a big game. Do you have a player in mind who could score that last minute winner? Alessio Russo, last minute set piece, last minute Alessio Russo set piece as well. Right, soon somebody note that down so that when we do post match, we can come back to Louise on that one. Jack, what do you think? What are you going for? Incredibly tough to predict. I think it'll be tight. Could easily go to extra time. But I've also got a sneaky feeling. I just feel that Man United, Man United, I think, are picking up their first trophy this season. Um, and I don't know if... I'd, 
I've been, listen, I've, I've, to be honest, I've been backing them for the league as well. So for the last few months, um, but I've I've got yeah, I've got a sneaky suspicion that 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 something it's gonna it's gonna be very close. But I just get a feeling it might tilt United's way. Just say it, say it. I'd love to be balanced and say I think Chelsea are gonna run through them. 3-0, 4-0, but I, no, I do. I've, I've got to be honest, yeah, I've got a feeling it could be United you. Yeah, I, um, I've i got to agree. Um, oh, it, I don't know whether, even know if I can go for a score prediction. Louise has gone right for a set piece of this Alessia Russo last-minute winner. So um, I think I have to agree with a 2-1 scoreline. I don't think we can write off um, Chelsea completely. I think they're still going to put up a massive fight. We're probably going to see one of the the best games, hopefully, fingers crossed, that that we've seen so far in in domestic women's football this year. So we have got all fingers crossed. We are going to be covering the match on Sunday. Jack and Louise, you guys are both there on Sunday at Wembley, at a sold-out Wembley, with up to 90,000 fans there. So please do stick with us for the coverage. And we will be back next week to analyse and see if United did exactly what Louise thinks they're going to do.